Time, gentlemen, please. Last call at the bar. All together now. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago. And it's gone right to my head. Hello, my name is Michael Leboff, and I have the distinct honor of welcoming you to today's very special episode of the Action Network podcast. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, you will know that a few months ago, we did a preview pod for the European Championships, and then we followed that up a couple of weeks later with a preview pod of the English Premier League season. Both of those episodes were quite well received. So I actually went into Chad Millman's office the other day and I told him that people want more soccer betting podcasts. He asked me when I wanted to do the next one. And I told him, how about a Champions League preview show? And he said, well, when would that be? And I told him smack dab in the middle of week one of the NFL season. He called me a lunatic. We got into a fist fight. I obviously won because he's quite puny. And here we are recording a soccer podcast the day before Tom Brady, who plays for Tampa Bay now, opens the NFL season on Thursday night. And I actually have more good news. Matt Mitchell, our podcast czar, was so impressed with the grassroots efforts of this podcast and its listeners to get a soccer betting podcast up and running that he's promised me that we will be launching an all-soccer podcast channel as soon as feasibly possible. He told me that it will definitely come before the American football season ends, which I'm told happens sometime in February at the Super Bowl. So with all that out of the way, let's get right into it. Here's a quick overview of this show, right? We're going to give you a quick 30,000-foot view of the 2021-2022 Champions League. I'll run down the odds, and I'm going to bring in two of our best soccer betting analysts, Anthony DeBundo of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and BJ Cunningham, who's coming to you live from Council Bluffs, Iowa. So before I bring those two gentlemen in, let's just look at the odds. These odds, of course, are provided by BetMGM, who are the official odds provider of this podcast, the Action Network Podcast. PSG, who now have Lionel Messi, plus 275 favorites. They're followed by Man City at plus 350, Bayern Munich 7 to 1, Chelsea 7.5 to 1, Liverpool 10 to 1, Man United 10 to 1, Real Madrid 14 to 1, Juventus 18 to 1, Barcelona 20 to 1, Atletico Madrid 25 to 1, Borussia Dortmund sitting at 28 to 1, Inter Milan 40 to 1, Atalanta La Dia, they're 50 to 1. Sevilla, 60 to 1. AC Milan, 80 to 1. Ajax, 80 to 1. RB Leipzig, coached by an American, Jesse Marsh, they're 100 to 1. Lille, 100 to 1. Porto, 125 to 1. Villarreal, 125 to 1. Sporting Lisbon, 150 to 1. Zenit St. Petersburg, 150 to 1. Wolfsburg, who are off to a great start in the Bundesliga, 150 to 1. Shakhtar Donetsk, 150 to 1. Benfica, 150 to 1. Salzburg, 200 to 1. Besiktas, 250 to 1. Dinamo Kiev, 250 to 1. Young Boys, that is a team from Switzerland, 250 to 1. Club Bruges out of Belgium, 500 to 1. Malmo, who of course were uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic's childhood club, they're 500 to 1. And then our beloved Sheriff Terraspol, who are come from uh, Moldova. Actually, a they're not even from Moldova. They're from like a a non-Moldovan part of Moldova, whatever it is, Transnistria. They had a big uh, 
fight over that in uh, after the Russians left. They're a thousand to one. So there's a little geopolitical intrigue along with all the odds. And that will bring me to BJ Cunningham. BJ, what prices on that board do you think are most interesting for a better right now? I honestly think it's Athletic Home Madrid right now at 25 to 1. I mean, I love what they did in this transfer market. They brought back Antoine Griezmann in a weird final transfer day saga with them in Barcelona, but he's back and he adds to an already lethal attack with Luis Suarez, Jao Felix, Angel Correa. And Diego Simeone is actually kind of starting to reinvent himself going forward. You know, for years, Atletico Madrid would just play out of the 4-4-2. They'd just be, you know, archaic, trying to achieve defensive perfection, just try and win 1-0. Well, he's actually kind of changing up formations a little bit. You know, only last season, they only spent 29% out of the 4-4-2. He's kind of switched to a 3-1-4-2, which is kind of the similar formation. But he's, uh, he's gone to a little bit of a 3-4-2-1, which is the same formation, Tuchel plays at Chelsea. So now that he has all this attacking prowess going forward, it almost behooves him to, to really push that attack forward. So for Atletico, they are in a pretty easy group. You know, they got Liverpool, AC Milan and Porto. They should be able to get through that. They have faltered in champions league pass to Chelsea and Byron. So we'll see if all that attacking prowess really helps them get, take the next step. But at a price of 25 to one, I think they should be below 20 to one. So I love Atletico Madrid at that price. Anthony, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I'm not a believer in uh, in Atletico. Uh, Whatever. You know, Simeone is magic, and I give him that. He's one of the best managers in the world. He does a lot with little. Uh, I'm just not going to get behind Luis Suarez at this age to carry the front line. Uh, Griezmann's a good addition, but he, he looked pretty cooked at Barca. I'm not sure what he's got left. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to be looking to play against them. We'll get into the groups later. But... My pick was United. I gave it out 12 to 1 uh, a couple of weeks ago. They happened to sign this guy named Ronaldo in the last two weeks, which definitely helps. Uh, 10 to 1 is the current number. Probably going to pull, like, I would maybe play that at 10 to 1. Probably not at this point. Uh, that's, that's where I looked for kind of my pick. Uh, there's one prop at BetMGM. What country will lift the trophy? England is plus 100. Four of the six best teams in my ratings and in the world, in my opinion, play in. Uh, in England right now with the top four in England now that uh, United have Ronaldo. So I think it's a pretty good bet that, you know, plus a hundred, one of those teams is probably going to win the champions league. And if not, it's going to probably be PSG. So uh, you have a pretty solid shot there to take some England plus a hundred to win the champions league. I also think because of the way the money's been distributed, they have a huge edge over the rest of the world right now in transfer spending. And it's really clear with how United Chelsea and city spent money this summer that they have the money. So it makes a big difference going forward. I have three. And, and if you've been paying attention to our show, we do a YouTube show every week. Uh, we also did a Champions League reaction. And all three of these teams were mentioned by one of us um, on, that, on, on that episode. You can go to our YouTube channel to check it out. Uh, Dortmund, they're sitting as high as 35 to 1. Uh, we all know about Erling Holland. Uh, Marco Rose, is a, he seems to be a soccer genius. Take, maybe taking a little time for uh, them to figure out kind of the nuts and bolts of his system and close games out. They, they're they are getting giving up some leads in uh, Bundesliga. Uh, I like Sevilla. They were the best defensive team by XG in La Liga last year, and they're just a tough team to beat. And, and when you get uh, if you, they can get through their group, which is pretty easy, they're the their favorite at plus one thirty in Group G. Uh, they should be a tough out in the uh, knockout stages. But by the way, they play, and all three of us I know from our conversations really like Ajax. They are a very talented team. They are a team that plays in a, a weak 
uh, domestic league. So they can pretty much focus on the champions league after they cruise through the air in uh, Holland. So then that that'll wrap up that section of the show. Let's move into the groups. And obviously it, uh, it's where we start in alphabetical order, but it's also the, maybe the most, I don't know, exciting group in champions league history, just because of not only the teams that are involved, but the transfer activity that went down in the summer, it's group a, it's a group of death. It is the group of death, maybe in the history of this competition. PSG are odds on minus 110 to win the group. Manchester City plus 110. RB Leipzig, uh, nine to one. And Club Bruges, 66 to one. And obviously the headline grabbers are uh, the two clubs that are backed by countries in, in the Middle East, PSG and City by the UAE and Qatar. And so they have, you know, just literally countries worth of money to spend on transfers. But RB Leipzig, obviously, is a really, really good side. Uh, they do, always do well in the Bundesliga. They're well-coached. Their academy's great, so they're always feeding really good, young, talented players. I want to sleep on them. I think 9-1 is a pretty good number, actually, on them to win the group just because if C- PSG and City beat up on each other or that you know if they drop points, I could see Leipzig being able to kind of just upset the apple cart here. Anthony, do you think that there's any reason to look away from the top two clubs? How are you betting Group A? Yeah, it's actually really interesting because Leipzig gave PSG two really tough games last year. Uh, They split the two games, pretty even unexpected goals in those two. Uh, And then Jesse Marsh with Salzburg last year uh, outperformed Atleti in that group as well and gave a real scare to Bayern a couple of times. They really ripped Bayern apart. That was kind of the first time people were like, wait a second, what's wrong with Bayern? Uh, So so Marsh has experience in the Champions League. This Leipzig team made the semifinals two years ago. Uh, lost in the knockout stage first round to Liverpool last year. They're returning most of their talent, uh, lost their top two center backs, but added Andre Silva as a forward. I like Leipzig a lot, uh, and I'm not going to get behind them to win the group. What I'm going to do instead is uh, look to play them on the chance to advance. So obviously it's it's tough, right? It, you, it basically requires PSG or City to falter. Uh, but, you know, in terms of uh, a long shot to advance, uh, plus 200, not a terrible bet. Uh, they probably don't advance in the end, but definitely worth a look. But the, the number one play I like in this group is City to win it. Uh, the best team in the world should not be an underdog to win their Champions League group. And they are. So plus 110 for me is actually my favorite bet I've made throughout in this entire Champions League so far in terms of the group stages. Uh, love that. They were ridiculously good in, in last year's Champions League. I mean, they won every game pretty much in a route. They, they were allowing, I think they allowed 0.8 expected goals their first three Champions League games last year and then pretty much rolled into the final before they met Chelsea. So City's the best team in the world. I understand that PSG has the front three. They do. Messi still working his way into the team. And when you look at this Manchester City team, much more cohesive, much more returning pieces. Whereas I still have major questions about PSG's defense that look pretty lackluster thus far in Liga. I think Leipzig maybe uh, just in terms of like how their price are the most interesting team in the tournament, just because if they were in any other group, their outright odds would probably be slashed in half. Like they, they were 60 to one, I think before the draw, they're as high as hundred to one now. So if you are someone who wants to bet against the, uh, the big boys, definitely that's the team to do it with BJ. How do you see uh, group a shaping out? Yeah, I agree with Anthony. I don't just like Manchester City to win the group. I love them at plus 110. Because if we go back to the semifinal against PSG, I mean, Manchester City 
completely dominated them. They pinned them in for pretty much the entire two legs. And basically all PSG tried to do is what France tried to do in the Euros and play that low block and just send Mbappe out on the counter. Now adding Messi and Neymar to that mix makes it a little more complicated for Manchester City. But, you know, like Anthony mentioned, Manchester City, they outcreated their opponents 23.61 to 7.31 expected goals during the Champions League last season. And RB Leipzig gave PSG a lot of trouble. They one unexpected goals over the two legs against PSG. Now Neymar and Mbappe were out for one of those matches, but you know, PSG really didn't address the problems that they had in the champions league during the, this last transfer window. I mean, their problems were in the midfield and defense. So what do they do? They go out and get Hakimi. They go out and get Sergio Ramos. Well, Hakimi's fine, but he's more of a right wing back who likes to go forward. He's not a great defender. And Sergio Ramos is now 35 and has been injured for, you know, half of the season last year. So there's a lot of question marks with him. But, you know, I think that honestly, yeah, like Anthony said, the best team in the world should not be plus 110 to win their group. But what I honestly bet that I love for this, because I do agree that RB Leipzig does have the pedigree to get through this. I mean, they had the best expected goal differential in Germany last year. And like Anthony said, adding one of the best strikers in the Bundesliga and Andre Silva to actually cure their problems in front of net. So I think the bet is PSG at plus 500 to not make it to the round of 16. That's my favorite bet from this group. I don't have a problem playing RB Leipzig at plus 200, but again, the best team in the world should not be plus 110 to win their group. It's funny how sometimes like we, as people who love to bet, who bet everything every day, like we get in our own heads and sometimes it's just that simple. Man City, are they a better team than PSG? Yes. Why are they priced as the underdog to advance uh, or to win the group? Uh, Group B, Liverpool odds on minus 105. They are joined by Atletico Madrid. That's BJ's outright pick. They're plus 175. AC Milan plus 550. And then Porto, uh, the Portuguese giants who were really impressive in the Champions League last year, made it to the quarterfinal before bowing out to eventual champions. Chelsea are 11 to 1. Porto, I think, might have the best kits in uh, the entire competition. The the blue and white stripes are beautiful. BJ, uh, talk us through Group B. Well, have you seen the Ajax third kits? Because those are pretty sick. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I think this is a, it's kind of a straightforward group in my opinion. I think it's just going to be Liverpool, Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, Liverpool is a little too high for me right now. I think we're still trying to figure out how good Liverpool is with having their center backs finally healthy when they weren't last year. Um, it's kind of a no play for me in the entire group, but I will say, from an individual game perspective, AC Milan will be a team that I think I will be fading quite a bit because they're going to be relying on Zlatan and Olivier Giroud, who are both over the age of 34 up front. And AC Milan had a ton of penalty luck last season. They had 20 penalties awarded to them. That was six more than anybody else in Europe. And Porto is a quite an interesting team. I, you know, they did qualify have an easy group with Manchester City, Olympiacos, and Marseille last season, but Trying to get past Liverpool and Atletico Madrid is a little bit too much for them. They have a fantastic defense playing out of 4-4-2. Pepe's still there. They only allowed 0.8 expected goals in Portuguese uh, top flight last season. Um, so from an individual game perspective, I do think that it's just kind of a fade AC Milan type uh, of deal. But I think this is pretty straightforward. It's probably just going to be Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Group B. Olivier Giroud, probably the most handsome guy in the competition. Pepe, maybe on the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, Anthony, are you in agreement with BJ here? It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll recommend a play on Liverpool. I already played it uh, at even money. They're minus 110 right now to win the group. I don't really see a threat to them in this group. 
Uh, BJ mentioned Milan. They're on the fade list. I tried fading them last week against Cagliari, and they scored four goals in the first 20 minutes. Uh, but Milan this year, one of the youngest teams in in all of Europe, uh, except for their striker position, which is a weird squad mix to be in. You know, you have a bunch of really young guys, and you have a couple old guys kind of leading the line. And they're really coming. I think they're on the they're on the come up. They obviously have had, been down for many years now. They have the history, but they don't have the squad right now to compete in this group. I think Liverpool uh, should have really no issues. Uh, one concern, you know, that I'm starting to have now is going to be with these international breaks because Champions League games come right after these international breaks. And if the South American players keep going back to South America, they're going to miss games. Uh, Fabinho, Allison, Firmino may not play the opening game on t- Wednesday against AC Milan. So that's a one concern. But I still like Liverpool. Here, I think Atleti's a good team, but I don't think they're a team that can really threaten Liverpool uh, over six matches. I think, uh, you know, in one match, we saw what Atleti can do against Liverpool a couple of years ago. But in that situation, I, I really like Liverpool to win that group. And I think I agree with BJ that Porto is a solid team. Uh, when Porto plays Atleti, uh, you know, that <laughs> I haven't looked, but I'm, I believe the total is probably going to be two. Two and a half <laughs> and, minus uh, 140 is the under. Two and a right half now. minus 140. Uh, honestly, lower than I thought it was going to be. But or higher. Uh, Porto, though, pretty uh, pretty solid team. If you wanted to take a long shot in this group, plus 300 to advance, I don't hate it. But for me, playing the chalk, Liverpool, minus 110 to advance. Yeah, Port, Porto, and like you said, Atleti, they fit that Sevilla mode, like I was saying before. One of these tournaments, I like to back teams that are hard to beat rather than teams that are just like uber talented and can uh, and can win just on uh, having better players like Man City, etc. Uh, group C, Dortmund, their odds on minus 160. Ajax three to one sporting plus five fifty, And then the Turkish giants, Besiktas, they come in at 10 to one. Uh, we all like the two teams at the top uh, in terms of just, you know, big picture future value. But what about, you know, if we get a little bit more granular into the group uh, betting market, do we think Anthony, do you think there's any reason to go against uh, either Ajax or, or Dortmund at the top? No, not really. Uh, I think they pretty much rolled here. Um, but I'm going to take Ajax 3-1. to one. I'm not convinced they're that much worse than Dortmund, and the market seems to think so. Uh, I think it's a lot closer than that suggests. Uh, Dortmund's the favorite, but not by that much. Minus 175 is kind of steep. Uh, we mentioned already Dortmund having some issues, some growing pains in the, in the Rosa system. They have defensive personnel issues. Uh, they have midfield personnel issues, I think, right now. Uh, so Ajax is a lot of fun. They have some really good young players. Ryan Gravenberg is one of my favorite midfielders. Uh, Dutch Dutch young lad. I think he's 19. Uh, Sebastian Allaire has had a resurgence after failing at West Ham. He's got a couple goals already in the Eredivisie season. Uh, he's pretty good. Duzan Tadic has been there forever. He's still productive up front. Uh, and then my guys, you know, Brian Brabby, they have a lot of really good young talent and I love their manager. I think they're the kind of team that can give Dortmund some trouble when they play them, can kind of uh, score a couple of goals and make that a really fun open game. Uh, and I think I actually have no problem against the lower teams. They were very good uh, in their Champions League group. They outplayed Atalanta in both legs, just couldn't find the goals, played even with Liverpool in the one uh, in one leg, and, and they struggled with Michelin, but they were pretty good and, and pretty unfortunate to not go through in the end in a really tough group last year, and then really unfortunate to go out in the Europa League round of 16 to Roma. So I like Ajax 3-1. to one. I think they're undervalued. Yeah, I do too. And, and like I said before, I think on the, on the future market too, to, to win the whole tournament as well. Look, it's not going to win, but they're such a fun team to watch and to, to be a part of that journey. And, and they've made deep runs recently. Like it's not like it's out of uh, the question for them to do it. Uh, BJ, uh, how are you seeing group C shake out? Yeah, I agree. Ajax 3-1 is a great play in this group. I, you know, 
Ajax honestly has just as much talent and I'm maybe not, you know, close to Dortmund, but they have enough talent to compete with them and obviously should be able to take care of business against the other two. Cause uh, if we go deeper in the group sporting Lisbon, they were honestly a better defensive team than Porto was last year in Portugal. They only had 0.66 expected goals, which is incredibly uh, impressive, but they did just sell one of their best young players, Nuno Mendes to PSG. Um, but coming right back, Pablo Sarabia <laughs> came from PSG to uh, sporting Lisbon. So they, they have problems in front of that though. So I don't think they um, will make it that far. Besiktas, they have a lot of names you recognize. Um, Miriam Pjanic is going there now. Uh, old. Ajwai. Is Demba uh, is is <laughs> Ba still there? Uh, no, Demba Ba was at uh, Istanbul Ba actually here. Yeah. They beat and United then, last uh, year. Right. Yeah. And then Kyle Lauren, Canadian international, who I believe just scored right. against the US. Uh, is Actually good. At, at <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing I kind of want to point out with this group, especially out, you know, throwing Sporting Lisbon out because they're a very defensive team. This is a big time over group uh, because Dortmund and Ajax are just high flying teams that average way over three expected goals per match. And Besiktas is just like that as well. In the Turkish uh, Super League last year, their matches averaged 3.95 expected goals, uh, which is quite insane. So be on the lookout for some overs uh, in this group. I mean, the Dortmund Ajax match, I mean, that over might be set at four, but <laughs> but it's uh, I think this is a potential to be one of the most fun and highest scoring groups. But again, it's probably Ajax three to one, but you know, outrights obviously we both love Dortmund and Ajax at those high prices. But uh, yeah, it seems pretty straightforward that um, it's either going to be Ajax or Dortmund winning this group. And, and, and uh, SPI, SPI has 530, uh, SPI, which is 538 soccer power index rating has Ajax as a better team. They tend to be a little off sometimes it's, and quite it's off because, the market. Uh, it's because Ajax has the best expected goal differential of anybody in right. this. They, do, they just totally do, they just, dominate the Eredivisie. Yeah. But even so, yeah. even so, shows you how much respect they have for Ajax, a team that has shown they can do it in Europe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They got the pedigree. And, and like BJ said, an over group. Uh, also, like if, if if that's the case and you want to bet Dortmund and their big favors against Besiktas or, or Sporting, then maybe you, you lay the goal and a half or whatever, because you might get a good price. And it's probably just as likely that those teams win, you know, three nothing uh, rather than one one uh, one nil. Uh, we'll move on to Group D, which, of course, is home to our beloved FC Sheriff. They're 80 to one to win the group. Uh, they'll be playing with Shakhtar Donetsk, who are 12 to one. Inter Milan, who are plus 225. And then the favorites, overwhelming favorites, are uh, Real Madrid minus 250. That is uh, actually the shortest price on the board uh, in terms of these these group markets. Um, boy, uh, it's not going to be fun for FC Sheriff on paper, but they do at least get to open with the, their easiest group, uh, the easiest match, right? They're playing Shakhtar, and they're only what, what, like plus 360 in that match. So, I mean, I don't really think that there's going to be some, anything crazy you'll always hear in champions league about how teams hate traveling to like either the Ukraine or Russia or wherever. So maybe stuff, you know, some crazy stuff happens like that, but uh, it's just going to probably be a runaway for Real Madrid. Uh, is that right, BJ? Maybe. Yeah. I think Real Madrid's probably going to win this group, but I'm actually going to go to that second place to qualify. I love Shakhtar Donetsk to qualify. You know, they beat Real. I mean, this is the same group as last year. <laughs> Shakhtar, Inter, and Real Madrid. Not Gladbach. Not Gladbach. Who, who, who advanced Radic for the record? Yeah. Gladbach advanced. Let's not forget. And Gladbach, Gladbach and the reason, and this is kind of my point, the reason Gladbach advanced is because they beat Shakhtar a combined 10 nothing 
over the two legs. Shakhtar actually beat Real Madrid twice in the first match. They had seven starters out due to COVID, and they still beat them three to two. So this is a really good team, and they've even gotten better since the transfer window. They added Pedrino, who's a great winger from Benefica, Marlon, who's been a stable center back for Sassuolo in Serie A, Lasina Troyore, a really fun winger for from Ajax, uh, is going to bring that attack to be more lethal than it was in the last Champions League. And they drew Inter both 0-0 in both matches. So their problems only came against Gladbach. So their odds right now are plus 175 to advance. I love those odds, especially for these teams that have to travel all the way to Ukraine. It's going to be November, December. It's going to be cold for the guys from Spain and Italy trying to travel up there and play in sub-zero temperatures and snow. I just think this is a situation where Shakhtar can steal a few points from Inter and Real Madrid. And as far as our beloved uh, FC Sheriff, I did, I tried to do some research on them. I thought this was quite funny. Um, not a lot of credible expected goal data coming out of Moldova, which, you know, is quite shocking. Before right? you say Moldova, we, we got to remember that this is an, uh, it is an autonomous territorial unit that isn't right. a part of Moldova. This is a breakaway state. So we don't want to offend anybody listening. I'm, if I'm we not, call it Moldova or not, we apologize right away. Listen, I'm not offending anybody. I'm more (laughs) putting a PSA out there asking somebody if if they can start tracking expected goals in Moldova for me so I can get some credible data. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Um, But last year, there's only 10 teams in the Moldovan first division. Um, They play 36 matches, though, which I thought was quite interesting. FC Sheriff went 32-3-1. They scored 116 goals and only gave up seven. So I don't know what I what to take from that other than they're incredibly dominant. I'm going to guess the Moldovan league isn't particularly uh, uh, it's top 30, class. 34th in UEFA coefficients. So, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, but I mean, they did beat Red Star Belgrade and Dinamo Zagreb in qualifying. who are two Europa League staples. And uh, FC Sheriff has been in the Europa League four times uh, since 2010, and they, but they haven't made it out of the group stage. And one more funny thing about them, or not really funny, but more interesting thing, they have a guy named Adama Traore who yeah. plays for them. Scored two goals. Yeah, my guy, Adama. Adama Traore. Adama yeah. Jr. Adama yeah. Jr. So he scored two goals against Dinamo Zagreb. So, yeah, if, if I can't get any credible data on these guys, I don't really know what to make of them. So I'm probably just going to not even touch that 80-1. to 1. I know Michael will because that's just too much fun to avoid. But, um, I, yeah, I just – out of this group, I think Real Madrid just rolls – uh, but I do love Shakhtar to advance at plus 175 with Inter not having Romelu Lukaku anymore and kind of in a little bit of a downturn. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be betting FC Sheriff all. Uh, oh, I know. Every, I know every, every match, every way I can. It's just going to be too much fun. Uh, Anthony, let's get your thoughts on Group D. I do have some notes on Shakhtar, who I agree with. BJ is undervalued here. Their new manager, Roberto Deserbi, recently managing Sassuolo, has a lot of experience going up against the Lazio and Zaghi team that now is Inter Milan's manager. So Simone Inzaghi, uh, Inter not quite as good, have not been particularly impressed by their first couple of games. I know they rolled Genoa, who's awful, but they did not impress me at all uh, against Verona. They stole that win. Uh, Inter still good in the midfield, still probably the second best team in this group, but we'll also be taking some Shakhtar to advance along with BJ at plus 170. One thing about this group we don't have a ton on the Moldovan League for Sheriff, but we do have a good amount of their Europa League or your Champions League qualifying. Absolute luck box win against Red Star Belgrade. No business winning that. Um, they're they're not good. I, um, we'll get to my favorite pick of the first weekend later, uh, our first week of Champions League later, but I will be looking to bet against the Sheriff team at every possible turn. 
This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts, plus they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Yeah. Wow. Stop the presses. The team from Moldova isn't good. Um, group E, <laughs> Bayern Munich. Odds Can't on. Get minus, anywhere else. <laughs> Bayern Munich minus 175 favorites. Barcelona plus 180. They don't have Lionel Messi anymore. Uh, Benfica 10 to 1. Dinamo Kiev 33 to 1 outsiders. Anthony, but this is, I, I think it's an intriguing group just because of who's at the top, the two teams, and people who, th- who are going to overthink things maybe are going to uh, bet against Barcelona a lot. How do, you, how do you think this one's shaking out? Do you think that Benfica or Kiev can, can come in and maybe, you know, the second spot away from Barcelona, or is it just, you know, these two teams at the top should roll? These two teams at the top should roll. I mean, if there's anything Barcelona and Bayern have been good at in the last two years, it's beating up on the bottom feeders of the Champions League and of, of their respective leagues. When you look at Barcelona, even last year when I was looking to fade them, I couldn't wait for them to play PSG and get and go against them in that, in that round of 16. They still dominated Ferenc Varos and uh, the other team, which is blanking me at the moment. Uh, and they ended up losing the group to Juve on the final day, but they it's were Dino pretty Mokia. good. Yeah, that's right, Kiev. So again, you know, dominating pretty bad teams is pretty good, pretty much what Barcelona does. So I don't really have any problem with them here. I think they're rightly underdogs to Bayern. Uh, I actually am really intrigued for Barca Bayern on Tuesday because I have a lot of question marks about both teams that I think may be somewhat answered uh, in that game. It's not two years ago where Bayern was an absolute truck and, and Barcelona was kind of in shambles and they lost 8-2. It was, and, and that was lined at the same number that this one is right now with Barcelona or with Bayern pretty much about even money to win. Uh, so now, you know, I have questions about both teams. Not sure I'm going to play that one, but I'm not probably going to play anything in this group. I think it's kind of a pretty straightforward group and the numbers seem about right. BJ? Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty straightforward group. I was trying to look to see if, you know, if I could get similar odds for Barcelona not to qualify that I were with PSG around 5-1, to one, but it's only about plus 250, which is not high enough for me to play. Benfica is an interesting team. Best expected goal differential in Portugal last season. They have some experienced players like Nicolas Otamendi and Jan Bertangen, two former Premier League defenders. Uh, they just signed uh, Roman Yermachek, Ukrainian forward, scored two goals in the Euros. Uh, and they also have Harris Severovich, the Swiss international. So they have some talent. They have some good players on their squad, but 
it it's tough. It's tough to get through Bayern and Barcelona. And, you know, Barcelona, obviously, they've lost a ton with losing Messi, Griezmann, and, uh, and everybody else. But they still are one of the best three teams in, in Spain, which is the second best league by UEFA coefficients. So I think this is just Bayern-Barca in a, in a route. But we'll see what happens then opening match. If it's another Bayern Munich route, 8-2, we might have a lot more question marks with Barcelona. And Benfica actually might have a shot uh, of getting through. Yeah, I think that's the way I was going to approach it is if, if Barcelona uh, does get pantsed by Bayern, uh, maybe buying low on them to advance or win the group or whatever. Uh, let's move on to Group F. Man United, minus 190 favorites. Atalanta, La Dia, they're plus 300. Villarreal, 6-1. to one. And then Young Boys coming out of Switzerland are 14-1. to one. Anthony, you really like Man United in, in terms of winning the whole tournament. Uh, you're a believer in this team. Do you think there's also value in backing them to win the group or any other way like that? Uh, no, uh, I don't love this group. I, I mean, I love this group from a fan perspective. I cannot wait. There are, there's, I mean, very contrasting styles here, right? You've got the, the high pressing, you know, uh, balls to the wall attack of Atalanta against the very defensive, very negative, very, very passive Unai Emery. And then you've got the elite counterattacking United team that has struggles breaking down low blocks. Uh, and that really, you don't know what you're going to get on a game to game basis. And they showed that last year in the champions league when they beat PSG and Leipzig by a combined seven to one in their first two games, and then did not qualify uh, because they lost to PSG Leipzig and Istanbul in the last three games. So, I am really excited for this group in terms of betting it though. I don't really love anything. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm contractually obligated to mention that I love Atalanta as a team and three to one is probably a decent number on them. Uh, I bet them all the time and I love them. Don't love the matchup with United though. I think it's a pretty dangerous one, one where, you know, similar to how Liverpool kind of ripped them apart in space last year. It could get ugly for Atalanta when they go to United. That being said, I think Villarreal can cause a lot of problems for Man United as they did in the Europa League final, as they do against everybody they play. Uh, people continue to underrate Unai Emery in, in tournaments for some reason. Uh, Arsenal fan BJ Cunningham regretting the sacking of Unai Emery potentially. Uh, no. But, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't want the three to one. It's the only thing I'd even consider playing in this group. Otherwise, I'm staying away. I'll be betting the individual games. I'm really excited for it. So contrasting styles is what makes this tournament really fun. And it's going to make this group really fun. Yeah. We, we and see young any- boys, young boys, some they're young fun. talent. They're, they're a fun team. They score a lot. They give up a lot of goals. Uh, they're, they're, they're qualifying games were absolutely bonkers. Uh, so, you know, they have the, they have the firepower to maybe stun a Villarreal team or an Atalanta team who gets caught out. Uh, and so it could be a really fun group and I'm excited for it. But for betting it, not much. I, I like we we see Man United always tear Leeds United apart in the Premier League uh, because they they love to hit back on the counter against teams like that. That's what I'm kind of thinking about here when they play Atalanta, and then the opposite when they play Villarreal. Like they have trouble breaking down low blocks. So when Villarreal plays Man United, I'm going to be looking to back the Yellow Submarine. Um, I actually think Villarreal and Emery at six to one is a pretty decent bet uh, to win the group. Uh, BJ, what about what about you for Group F? Yeah, I actually kind of like Atalanta at uh, three to one. I mean, they obviously they sold Christian Romero uh, and Galini, their keeper, but they brought in Demaral from Juventus and they brought in uh, Russo from U- Udinese to be between the pipes. And 
you know, obviously Atalanta's uh, like the hipster analytics team that everybody loves, which I think me and Anthony are both members of. Um, but it's honestly just a really fun team that can give Man United a lot of problems and they should be able to take care of business against young boys and Villarreal. And they should be, I mean, they, they're going to, you know, Villarreal, I mean, they might only have like four or five shots in that match. I mean, they might be high quality, but I mean, they're just going to sit back in that low block and just for pretty much the entire game. Um, but, you know, really fun team who had the second best expected goal differential in Italy last season. They have talent going forward with uh, Zapata and Muriel. I thought it was interesting. Muriel had a 1.05 expected goal per 90 minutes scoring rate last season in Serie A. Best in, the, best in the top five leagues, I believe. Exactly. Best in the top yeah. five leagues. So really, really good attack going forward. And they replaced the pieces that they lost uh, in the transfer window. So I think they should be able to give Manchester United some problems. And then, yeah, young boys uh, managed by American uh, manager David Wagner, uh, former Huddersfield manager for a few years there in the Premier League. That's like in the back. Yeah, they're in, they're an over team. Uh, 3.29 expected goals <laughs> averaged in their matches in the Swiss Super League last season. So be on the lookout for them, especially when they play Atalanta. That's another one that the total might be set at four. Yeah, it turns out that uh, Group F, you know, when just listening to you guys talk about it, could end up being like the most underrated uh, group in terms of uh, For sure. neutral value. Group G, the only group without an odds on favorite, Sevilla plus 130. I already talked about how I like them uh, to win the whole tournament at 66 to 1. Lille uh, coming off the League 1 championship there, plus 250. Wolfsburg, 3 to 1. Uh, and then FC Salzburg, 6 to 1. The uh, Not a lot of travel in this group, probably the closest in terms of uh, location. Uh, I don't particularly think the price on Sevilla in terms of like the group market is good. But like I said, I really do think that they're uh, a tournament team, a team that's really tough to beat in one-off matches. Uh, so I like backing them uh, long-term in terms of the group though. I think the only one that I'd actually be interested in uh, backing to win would be uh, Salzburg at six to one, just because it's, I think this group is wide open and you just never know when, when chaos like that gets thrown into a, a four team league, basically that's what you're looking at. Variants can run wild, good enough to, to pull some uh, upsets. They're good enough to just dominate the Austrian Bundesliga. So you just, if they get underestimated and without a true giant in the group, I think that six to one is a, is a decent price. Anthony, uh, anything you think is worth betting in group G? Uh, no outrights for me in terms of group winner or group second place. I think it's pretty balanced one to four that by far the most balanced one to four because there is no dominant team. There's no terrible team. Uh, I have a lot of question marks about Lille kind of lucked their way into a title and they have so much turnover. New manager lost multiple key starters. Uh, Tim Weah, who is injured right now, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're looking to get behind some Americans, there's a lot of Americans, which maybe we should touch on where they are. If you're a neutral looking to watch some Champions League and root for some Americans, but uh, Salzburg formerly had an American manager, now has an American star and Brendan Aronson uh, as a central attacking midfielder. So, and, and Wolfsburg has John Brooks, who's a center back. So, so a good group for the Americans, but not a great group in terms of betting wise. I don't hate the Salzburg play. They were really good last year in the Champions League, better than Atleti should have went through, didn't on some variants, like you mentioned. Um, but for me, passing, I think Sevilla probably wins it. And then it's a Wolfsburg-Salzburg toss-up for second. BJ, what about you? Do you think, are you getting on the FC Salzburg train? No, I can't get on that train. They just they just sold their best two players during the last transfer window. They sold DACA to Leicester and uh, my guy Enoch Mwepu to Brighton. So I can't get behind a team that just sold their best two players. Uh, I actually do like Sevilla at plus 130 to win this group. I mean, in the last Champions League, they got put in a group with Chelsea, 
Krasnodar and Renace, and they just took care of business against Renace and Krasnodar. They just completely dominated them. And despite a bunch of interest for their basically their best two defenders, Jules Conde and Diego Carlos, they kept them together uh, through the transfer window. And like you mentioned, Michael, best expected goals uh, record as far as defense in La Liga only allowed 0.9 expected goals per match. And in a group like this, which is very favorable to them, they're going to be favored in four of their six matches at a price of plus 130. I absolutely love everything, anything plus money because, yeah, like Anthony mentioned, Lil losing their manager, starting goalkeeper, and a lot of turnover. They've looked horrible through their first four matches in League 1. Uh, Renato Sanchez is hurt for maybe a couple months now, one of their best players. And I think we should touch on it because Lil basically is an incredible defensive team. Last year, they were the best defensive team in all of Europe. It's the reason they won uh, the French first flight. Only 0.6 expected goals allowed per match. But they were ninth best in France in terms of expected goals created. Lorient, Nantes, and Strasbourg all created, created more expected goals than them, and they finished in the bottom five of the league. So they're going to be one of the biggest fade teams for me going into this, given all that turnover and then their offensive ineptness. So I do think there's some value on Wolfsburg at, at plus 110 to qualify for the group. So I got two bets in this group. You know, Wolfsburg looked great through their first three matches. You know, they, they kind of overachieved a little bit last season, but they kept their entire squad together and they added some depth through the transfer market. So it's a really nice team. And honestly, it's more of a play on a fade of Lil and honestly, yeah. And Salzburg fun team, but I can't get behind a team who just sold their best two players. Yeah. Lil, Lil could be a good uh, team to, if you can find a, to finish last in the group uh, yes. bet out there, they could be a, a decent price group H the final group uh, defending champions, Chelsea odds on at minus one sixty five. Juventus plus 145, then a big jump uh, to the Russians. Zenit, St. Petersburg, 16 to 1, and Malmo out of Sweden, 50 to 1. I'm going to bet Malmo 50 to 1 to win the group just because, you know, crazy stuff can happen. Uh, I'm not going to, it's not a big bet. It's going to lose, but it's fun. Betting is supposed to be fun. Um, so why not? Other than that, though, uh, it's as, as odds makers are showing, it seems pretty straightforward. Anthony, do you have any reason to believe that it won't be? Uh, what everybody expects Chelsea and Juve just to breeze through. Uh, no, I think it'll be pretty much that, uh, you know, they, they group these up so that EFG and H play on the same day. And thank God, because I do not want to watch any of the games in this group. Juventus is, is in a transitionary period where they're kind of got some young talent coming through, but they don't really have an identity at the moment. The managerial situation with Allegra, with uh, their, their new manager coming in, eh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It has not been a good start. Uh, they lost Empoli already in the league, which is not great. Uh, they drew Udinese on the first day. Allegri, you know, it's going to take him some time. So Chelsea wins the group going away for me. Uh, and then, you know, I'll be tuned into the group F and group G on those days and watching those matches instead of suffering through Chelsea winning 2-0 against Zenit and 3-0 against Malmo. And, you know, there'll probably be a 1-1 draw somewhere. And that'll be that, but they'll win the group. So that's why I think actually, like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more intrigued by Mamo than um, just saying like, oh, I'm just betting it because it's a huge price. It's like, look, Juventus is like you said in a in a weird spot where they had Allegri coaching them for what a decade. He won the Scudetto every year. Then he left. Uh, they go through two managers. He's basically now working with the same club but with different players. So who knows how how their season is going to shake out. Uh, Malmo, can they pull off an upset against Zenit? Maybe twice. They'll probably need to, obviously, to win the group. And then they got to get very, 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 very lucky against Chelsea and Juventus. But whatever, 50 to 1, that's fun. BJ, uh, Group H. 
Yeah, I think there might be some value on Chelsea at minus 165. I mean, Juventus obviously is still a very talented team. They still have a great defense with Chiellini and Benucci and Delic back there. So it, they will be a tough team to score on. Uh, what I, th- I was doing the research I thought was uh, very uh, funny, and I wish they gave us golden boots for Champions League. But Alvaro Morata is the main guy up front for Juventus, and we all saw how that went during the Euros. Um, but – you know, at that price of 165, it's still a tad high. I'd maybe rather just play Chelsea when they do play Juventus on the road rather than, or even at home, taking them minus one uh, in that type of situation. The bottom two teams in the group, Zenit, last season, the Champions League, it was not good. <laughs> Went 0-1-5, and negative uh, 5.5 expected goal differential. They do have uh, the big man up front, Artem Zumba who we saw uh, for Russia. So maybe he'll be able to give some, you know, smaller defenders some problems, but other than that, uh, and that was in a pretty easy group too last season. So not much for them. Malmo, I don't have a problem playing them to qualify uh, at seven to one. You know, the, the Swedish season ends on December 5th because it gets too cold uh, for them to play during the winter. Uh, so be on the lookout for that um, in, in case, you know, we come down to that final week and, uh, Malmo basically has their season all wrapped up or they're fighting for a Swedish title. They might, you know, not give too much attention to the champions league, uh, but second lowest transfer market value, uh, behind FC Sheriff, uh, in the champions league. So not much on this group was kind of looking at Chelsea at minus minus one sixty five to win the group. But other than that, it's kind of just a complete stay away from me. Malmo, I mean, you got to go back about half a century, but they did. They have had success in uh, in the European Cup, which is now the Champions League. So it is not out of the question. Uh, all right, so that'll wrap up the groups. Um, we hope you have a pen and paper because we did give out a ton of bets. Uh, we we are all business here on the soccer episodes. So let's move into uh, the first group matches, the group group stage matches, which will take place on Tuesday. Uh, September 14th and Wednesday, September 15th in the afternoon. They will be on Paramount Plus, I believe, all of them. Um, so that's how you'll be able to tune in and bet. Uh, I'm going to start because I'm afraid one of you guys would take it uh, just because of our conversation. But I like Wolfsburg plus 185 uh, as my favorite bet for the first round of matches. They're traveling to Lille. Um, like we said, I think uh, betting against Lille is going to be a good way to pad your bankroll throughout this tournament. Uh, so I'll take a team that's in great form uh, right now, traveling not too far against a team that uh, probably is, is overvalued. I think that Wolfsburg should be priced ahead of them in the group. Um, so I like the number on Wolfsburg at, you know, 170, I think, or better uh, is, is how low I'd go. Uh, Anthony, what are you looking at? Yeah, we're going to be fading uh, Sheriff. I mentioned it earlier. I'm doing it. Uh, Shakhtar Moneyline minus 125. Crazy low. Uh, Shakhtar is the experienced team. They have the Champions League experience. They have the Europa League experience. They are frequently in this tournament. Uh, Sheriff, like I mentioned before, very lucky to qualify. Uh, good win against Zagreb, 3-0, three, uh, three um, with Adama Traore scoring twice. But the other three games that they really needed to get into qualifying, outplayed on XG, not very good. Got lucky. And, and look, luck runs out at the end. So I'm going to be looking to play against them probably almost every game. Uh, and we're going to start in the first game. I also agree with you on Wolfsburg. That was the other one I had circled. Uh, and then I can't wait. The game I'm already, I've, you know, I've had it circled since the minute the group came out. Bayern, Barcelona on Tuesday is my game of the day. And then Wednesday we get City Leipzig. So it's going to be a fun couple of days. They also have a Golazo channel, 
which is like the red zone, NFL red zone of Champions League. And it's so much fun because they, they you know, there's two guys in the studio and they just go to all the matches. There's eight matches. So they just cut cut away to matches and you see all the chances. Uh, so I'll have one screen on the Galasso and then one screen on the uh, the game of the day. So uh, I'm excited. And, I mean, in England, if you, I think it's at Sky Sports, they have like a similar channel, but it's, it's just the guy reacting to it. There's no, they don't show yeah, the no video, yeah, which is the worst. It's, it's a wonderful thing. I think they should bring that over to America. It'd be great for the NFL. If you could hear uh, whatever the guy's name on red zone is just Scott Hansen, yeah. losing his Scott mind Hansen. over a touchdown. Scott Hansen. Yeah. And you um, can't see it. Yeah. You can't see it. Uh, Scott Hansen, <laughs> BJ Cunningham, your favorite bets of match week one for the champions league. Well, first off, that's going to be a short trip for uh, Shakhtar uh, to Moldova because a little geography lesson, those two countries border each other. But I'm going to stay in the same Wolfsburg-Lille matches. I love the under two and a half goals at minus 120. These were two of the best defensive teams in all of Europe last season. Like I already mentioned, Lille, 0.67 expected goals allowed per match. Well, Wolfsburg in a very high-scoring Bundesliga only allowed 1.15 expected goals per match, which was the second best uh, mark in the Bundesliga behind RB Leipzig. And like I already mentioned, Lil completely inept offensively. Those, those things are going to, those problems are going to get fixed anytime soon. Uh, Wolfsburg is due for some negative aggression when it comes to offense. They had 10 more uh, actual goals than what their expected goals were last season. And Lil plays out of a very defensive 4 4 2 formation. They're going to close off the middle of the pitch and not allow Wolfsburg through there. So I think this one has either maybe a Wolfsburg 1 0 for you, Michael, or maybe a 0 0 1 1 draw just written all over it. I only have 1.83. Uh, goals projected for this match. So I love under two goals at minus 120 and I'd play it up to minus 130. That is a, a beautiful, beautiful bet. Just a nice under two uh, to get your Champions League betting season started. Before no. we say goodbye, we're going to, yes, we're going to, uh, we're going to give into Anthony's nationalistic uh, tendency wow. here. And he's going to, Look, this is the most American international podcast, Anthony. This is the most Americans we've ever had in the Champions League. We're going to talk about them because we have to. Man City's backup keeper is Zach Steffen. He may get more playing time than expected because Ederson uh, international breaks equals quarantine equals he can't play. So Steffen from Manchester City. RB Steffen, Leipzig has, Steffen has COVID right now, though. He does have COVID right now, yeah. so he's not eligible for the first game, but he, you know, there's five more after that. Uh, Leipzig, uh, Tyler Adams, starting center midfielder, had a good start to the season for them. He's one to watch. Club Bruges have uh, my guy, Oten, Owen Otisawi, who's a youngster from Wolves who just transferred there. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. And you get down into the next group, Group B, not a ton of Americans there, but Group C has Gio Reyna and Dortmund. He just got hurt, so he might be out for a little while, but he's a regular starter for them. Uh, you get down into Group D. Nobody uh, Americans there, but Group E has Barcelona, which is Serginho Dest, who plays right back for them. Uh, a lot of fun, really great player, probably one of our best uh, American. And then young boys have Jordan Pafak, who's a striker for them, scored three goals already in the uh, Switzerland Super League. So good start for him. Group G has John Brooks, center back. I mentioned him. They have Brendan Aronson at Salzburg, one of their best players now that they've sold um, and Wepu and Daka and Neil has Tim Weah, who's injured right now, but will be a key feature. Byron has Chris Richards. So, you know, there's a lot of guys. Uh, and I mentioned, and then getting into the last group, of course, Christian Pulisic for Chelsea and Weston McKinney, who is in some hot water right now for his actions off the field, but will be a regular starter for Juventus when the time comes. So 12 Americans in the Champions League, most we've ever had. Very exciting. Those are some players to root for. And, and hope everybody has fun betting it. And they still can't uh, find a way to make it an easy qualifying through CONCACAF. Uh, so that'll do it. Um, we thank you, 
for listening. Uh, we're very excited about the success of the soccer pods and you'll be hearing more from us. Make sure to check out the actionnetwork.com soccer page. We cover every premier league match. We cover all the big matches across the European leagues and then check out our YouTube channel because we do do weekly betting previews for every match week across Europe. Um, so once again, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys tweeting at Chad Millman and Matt Mitchell. Don't stop doing that because maybe that will speed up the process on getting us our own uh, channel. So for BJ Cunningham of Council Bluffs, Iowa, Anthony DeBundo of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I'm Michael Leboff coming to you from Long Island, New York. We really appreciate you guys listening.